success. How do you define it? Better yet, how do you achieve it? Introducing 505 Success, a podcast showcasing the business leaders of New Mexico who continue to strive for success in the land of enchantment. Listen and learn from these leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators as they discuss the challenges they have overcome, how others can find their success, and how New Mexico can continue to grow and prosper. The 505 Success Podcast is brought to you by Exhibit. You only have 3.8 seconds to gain the attention of your audience while exhibiting at a trade show, event, or conference. At Exhibit, we design and produce great-looking graphics and exhibits to get you noticed. We also teach you all those hidden secrets of how to save money while at a show, along with some best practices. Call now, 828-0574, or visit us on the web, exhib-it.com. Podcast interview with Amanda Davis, January 21st, 2019. Amanda, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Why don't you tell our audience who you are and your business, uh, Business by Design? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. This is super fun. Um, my name is Amanda Davis. I am the owner and founder of Business Solutions by Design, your accounting ally. Basically, what we do is we help small businesses and small nonprofits uh, get together with their bookkeeping needs. We also offer uh, customized solutions. We offer training and uh, consulting to try to help uh, increase profits or, um, I guess, program revenue for our clients. That's uh, that's a really good accounting is something that people really need help with. What is why is proper accounting so the success of a business? You know, that's, that's awesome because, you know, I think there's, there's two things that are really going to do good things or bad things for your business, just for any business in particular. And one's marketing, one's accounting. Um, So on the accounting front, if, if you don't understand what your numbers are, you can't really make good decisions. So many people do that I find is they go into business where they start a nonprofit and they're very passionate about whatever that they do and they're very good at it. And then they start diving in <laughs> but then they look at their numbers and arrears if they actually do look at their numbers or they don't understand what the numbers mean or they think what cash is bank account is their profit so there's a lot of stuff happening there but if if the company get together with somebody like me who can help them or simply class and understand the numbers a little bit better they position themselves to make excellent decisions so for example if something happened with the market trend or a product or a service that didn't go well or didn't really speak to the market the way you thought it would, looking at those numbers six months from now, what kind of decision can you make? You might be out of business. So coming and looking at those numbers in real life, being able to make decisions based off of those numbers, man, that's going to put you up for success. Yeah, and I totally uh, get the parallel what you said about marketing because I feel the same way as a marketer myself. Is there's little things that people kind of take take for granted in marketing. I'm assuming it's the same with accounting, where they just assume things are going to work themselves out or be okay. And the reason, like, you need to work with a professional accountant or a professional marketer is that there's little things that you're not looking for that you don't know to look for. And those are the things that often come back to bite you in the end. So working with somebody like you can really 
position a business for success. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is that people, a lot of uh, business owners and run businesses seem to think that just selling more products or selling more services will make you more money. That makes sense, right? But that's not true. There's a thing called gross profit. And so that's your direct ex uh, selling expenses that contrast with how much uh, you're making off of each service or product. And sometimes the more you sell of that service or product, the less you're actually making for each unit. So that becomes kind of interesting. So in many cases, find when you want to increase profits or maybe position your better uh, yourself better to a more sound professional financial standpoint is in many cases you have to look at the expenditures not simply just sales they kind of go hand in hand but the expenditures and the, the the money you're spending plays a big part into your financial health and a common misperception that people have, and you can please correct me if I'm wrong, about accounting is that it's merely just about the numbers and it's really just about, like you said, your, what you're bringing in. But really what accounting for me and the way I, I kind of learned and the way it's been explained to me was it's about planning for your business's future because you're understanding what's coming in, what's going out, how you should spend money at certain times of the year. And it's just really about planning your business around what you have, the money that you have to spend. Am I correct in that? Yeah, I think it, it comes down to decision making. And I, I get this a lot in, in my practice, especially when I'm training people who come from that accounting background or that education or those experiences. And what you really need to do is you have the, the numbers and the data make sense to you. Because if, if you don't have the information, you're going to have a hard time making decisions. But if you just have raw numbers, and you're like, well, that's how much money went out. Cool. You know, you need to understand trends. You need to understand uh, what, what direct costs and, and profits are associated with specific market segments. And you probably want to pay attention to your competition. Are you in line? Are you doing better? What's working? What's not? That kind of stuff. And, and um, it really comes down to making good decisions and having the numbers mean things to your business, not just be uh, dollars and cents on, on a spreadsheet. That's awesome. So what you mentioned that you work with small uh, businesses and nonprofits. Who is really your ideal customer? So if you were to get a little more granular, who are the companies that you feel you work best with or that you're really trying to attract and you feel like you do the most uh, help for? That's hilarious because uh, I tend to, when we started the business, I wasn't really sure, right? And we've been around long enough that we've kind of figured it out. And so uh, I actually have an associate's degree in graphic art and I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. So I'm one of those weird people. And so I actually speak very well to the creative community. So when I work with clients with creative businesses, say a wedding photographer or a jewelry maker, those are the businesses that I actually find the most joy in helping and serving. Um, definitely the smaller businesses and the startups, but at, at the end of the day, we really love working with our creative uh, industry people and one of the places we're actually looking to get more into is in the wedding industry in its entirety. So that's kind of a, a fun little uh, venture that we're starting out right now. Why the wedding industry, if you don't mind me asking about that? Isn't that funny? Yeah, so I, I, I just kind of took a look at it. I kind of did a deep dive into what our customers are, what our growth has been. And I thought, why not just duplicate our more 
amazing clients, the people we just love to work with. And I tried to figure out what they have in common. And a big bulk of the clients that we just have the most fun working with are wedding photographers. So I thought, let's, let's move into that. Let's build out in the wedding industry. The wedding industry is huge. And it's, uh, there's lots of things happening. And I, I just enjoy all the pictures. Uh, one of our clients did a wedding photo shoot in Iceland. Just it's so much fun. Like I, I hang out with my clients on Instagram and Facebook. So, uh, the wedding industry really caught my eye and I feel like it's, uh, it's just, uh, rampant with clients that we're just going to love serving. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And I think that's one of the toughest things about being in business on your, on your own is trying to find those clients that you really love working with. You know, when we all start a business, you're sort of just doing whatever you can to make the money. So if someone's willing to pay you for your services, you take that, but it looks like you're at that level or that uh, part of your business where you're able to really choose your clients and say, these are who we want because this is who really benefits from our service and who we can really uh, who we really love helping. So that's awesome. Oh, uh, when we first spoke about having you on the podcast, you had a really interesting story on how you started your business. So why did you start decide to go into business on your own? I mean, that's a huge decision and it's not something that most people take lightly. So why go through that scary process of being a, a business owner? Yeah. You know, that's hilarious. I was, I was thinking about this and it, it reminds me of a, a friend of mine. She's in the Bay area. She older than me. She's more experienced than I am, all yada, yada. She started her business in the cannabis industry. And the last time I uh, had some time, I spent some time at her apartment and we're sitting there and she goes, you know, Amanda, you told me how hard this was, but you didn't tell me that it was this hard. <laughs> tell me how hard it is. And so if you're going to start a business, right, you really need to have that passion. You need to have something you just kind of love because at the end of the day, you're going to ask yourself, at least I did for the first six months, did I make the most horrible decision of my life? And the answer is absolutely not. Of course I didn't. But, you know, you kind of have to get out of your own head. My, my story in getting in the business and, and this lady who I, I'm telling you about had a big hand in it is uh, I found myself um, out of work from uh, one of the CPA firms I was working for. They let me go was sitting on the couch with my glass of wine, feeling sorry for myself, calling up my sister and just stop it. <laughs> Start a business, go talk to Chelsea, who's my good friend. And Chelsea showed me all of the platforms. She's referred me work between her and my sister. They really got my business off the ground and gave me great support. And that also let me leverage the position so that I can get away from being so needy on them. And I was able to grow, which is great. Um, I just wish I would have had a better plan for growth, which I have now, but man, it's, it's been the best decision. And, you know, if I have a really bad day, I can say, you know what, I have the power to change it. And if I had a really good day, I say, oh, I have the power to do that again. So I just, I think it's a great, a great decision for myself. I, I'm very, very happy with my decision there. That's, that's, I love that mentality. Uh, you know, as a business owner myself, it, it is scary. At first, it's, it's it's really exciting, but then the fear starts setting in, particularly when it comes time to paying your bills and thinking about the future. So how do you overcome that fear? How, did you, how do you overcome it every day? Is it something that you overcome and you don't worry about it anymore? So how do you overcome that fear of being a small business owner? Yeah, that one's, that one's tough because there's so much uncertainty. There's all of these things that kind of barrel at you. 
But at the end of the day, um, you have to know in your heart of hearts whether nobody else knows it or not that it's going to work. You just kind of have to know. It's that whole like entrepreneur, jump out the plane and figure out how to put the parachute on the way down, right? And so I think what many people can do, um, I'm, I'm a very planned person, shocking an accountant, right? Having a business plan having things drawn out, updating it every year, maybe even more frequently, where you understand where your marketing efforts are going into, what your numbers are looking like, what your competition is doing. Have a little bit of that control where you actually know what you're doing for your business. But I think the key to surviving as a small business owner, because you're just, you're kind of alone. It's, it's very lonely at the top. It just, it's one of those things that you kind of have to get out of your own head and you need a support system. It doesn't have to be your family. It doesn't have to be your husband or your wife. It, you need somebody. And so some of the people I rely on are my family members. They are my friends. But I also found strategic partnerships um, within local entities, people that I can rely on. If I'm having trouble in a certain sector, I have somebody I can reach out to and say, what do I do? Um, if I am you know, freaking out, I can go, hey, can we have a drink and let me go wine for a minute and go figure this out. But having those partnerships is important. And if you don't know how to do some of the things you need to do, go look up some partners, go, go to CNM. They have classes, go to the small business administration. They've got your back. Usually a lot of the stuff is uh, free or low cost score West. There are so many resources out there for small businesses. Yes, it's scary, but you've got a tribe. You just have to go reach out and find them. That's great. So it kind of has that reminder of that mentality, uh, that line, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. So it seems like it takes a village or a tribe to, to really raise a business because I don't think anyone could do it on their own. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all the luck to you, but, but you, you really need somebody. You need some help. And there's tons of it out there. Yeah, and, and I think that's what people tend to forget is they, it's really easy to get real insular and just say, this is what I'm doing, and no one knows it. It's true. No one knows your business like yourself, but there's other people who know what running a business is like. And so everybody knows someone that may be able to help you. So even if you go to a networking event and you may not know, you may not meet the person that's going to help you directly, they may be able to point you in the direction of someone that could get you a better help with your accounting or put you in someone that could help you market your business or someone that could help you do whatever you need to be done. It's just a matter of going out there and being open to the possibility of getting help uh, for what you need. Um, what was something that you know now that you wish you knew a couple years ago or when you started your business? <laughs> That's always a, an interesting one. I, I, I think I, I knew uh, better when I, when I was starting out, but I, having the confidence in yourself, knowing it's going to be okay, I think was, was the hardest thing. And just that confidence. I should have worked on that at Twinch more. Um, but, but I also think I should have had more confidence in pursuing a niche market instead of just allowing the business to grow the way I did. Cause you know, when you start out, you think you can't turn down money, you need to pay rent and, you know, learning how to figure out who's, who's not serving you as a, a person you're working with or serving, uh, trying to figure that out and, and just be basically being more intentional about the path you are walking in your business so that you're not just allowing the business to you need to run the business. So moving more into that CEO realm and owning it and, and kind of going from that perspective, I think is what I would tell me two years ago. 
that's some good advice. Um, we ask all of our guests this, and it's one of my favorite questions. Uh, how do you define success? Uh, that's that's quite interesting. You know, um, you think of the word success and you think of like monetary stuff, right? You think of money, you think of power, notoriety. And, you know, I think there's there's something to be said for those things, but I, I've always felt, and, and, and in my family, we were, we were kind of raised this way, that if you do the right thing, those type of quantifiers, money, we'll just say, for example, it's a byproduct of doing the right job, right? And so for me, I am much happier by hearing somebody say, oh, thank you so much. You can't imagine what you did for my company. I can now make X, Y, and Z. When I change, when I impact positive change in my clients' lives and I can see it, that to me is success. That makes me happy. That's why I stay in business. I don't get that kind of excitement over a $1,000 check. I just don't. I mean, yeah, that's really nice, but that should come from serving people properly and doing the right thing. So that's the thing that I adore. And, and I'm, I'm super passionate also about success is helping other people succeed, which I think especially startups and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, you have so much against you. You need somebody who can help you and, and be passionate about it and get you, you know, that leg up. And that's where I enjoy being. That's my space. That's what I love to do. And that's what I define success as. That's a great answer. I love that answer, particularly because it's really about serving and it's finding success externally and not having it be so internal or personal. You take success from the people around you and the people that you serve. I, I really love that. Um, let's switch to talking about New Mexico because part of the, the mission of this podcast is to really inspire uh, business leaders or people who are looking to keep, become a business leader here in uh, New Mexico. Um, why build a business in New Mexico? What is it about the land of enchantment that you really said, I want to start a business and build a business here? Aside from the fact that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, yes. Um, New Mexico is this really interesting place. And I find specifically the people is, is kind of the most treasured gem of all time for me. And especially coming from the creative space, like there is so much creativity. There's so much art. There's so much culture here. There are so much gems, I guess you could say, to be unraveled here. Like, it's just, it's a brilliant space for that. Um, again, with the culture, it's just really interesting. But if, if you think about it, even from like a large corporate perspective, why wouldn't you want to be a business here? Think about it. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to spend millions of dollars putting all that equipment somewhere, why not put it in the land of enchantment where you can um, capitalize on solar power like uh, Facebook has and really protect uh, your equipment, your, your plant against all of this stuff. And if you're anything like me, um, I work from home, but the weather is a big indicator. If I lived in a place where it was gloomy all day, I don't think I'd be as positive. But we have so much sunshine here. If you need to get out, like our weather is amazing, our people are amazing, our culture is amazing, and we have such a strong interpersonal relationships here. If you just get into the network of, of who's here, you're going to be super because this place is cool. That's what was something that I really found that I was kind of surprising 
at, you know, at first, but looking back, I really shouldn't be. When I first started my business, I started going to networking events. Even being a marketer, my first thing was I want to really get my name out because I, I felt like I needed to become a known quantity in the community. And it was funny. Once I started making connections, I would start getting calls or text messages or emails saying, hey, you should come to this event or, hey, do this or is there anything I can help you with? So that business community here in New Mexico is so strong and so helpful and so vibrant that it's it's really amazing to be a part of and that has really helped me as a business owner really you know thrive and look forward to success in in my business so as as a business owner in new mexico what do you think is the biggest challenge that we face and how can we overcome those challenges okay i'm gonna glimpse over some of the <laughs> headline news like the crime and all that stuff uh it seems like things are kind of moving in a good positive reaction for that. So I'm going to move into, there's, there's two things that I, I, I would like us to do better at as, as a state. Um, confidence. You hear about New Mexico being at the, uh, the bottom of the top list and the top of the bad list. And when you talk about people and they take surveys here, you know, we just don't have that pride in our state. I wish we had more confidence and more pride. And I feel like the business community can take that problem. What do, what do businesses do best? Solve problems. Take that problem and really spin it and fix it because I think we can do something about that. Start talking positive, start affecting good change. And then the other legislative and, and tax situation with the state you hear a lot of our legislators, um, I'm not gonna get into anything specific, but you hear a lot, of, hey, we're open for business. Hey, we're trying to bring businesses here. To graduate, to, to stay here in New Mexico, that's another issue, is they leave to go to other close states. How do we get people to stay here and, and like it here? And I think it is, is, is there's a, an issue with the way businesses are treated both tax-wise, but also a lot of legislation. So I think those are some things that we um, may have somewhat of an uphill battle, but I think it's something we can address. Yeah, I, I agree with you on a lot of those on a lot of those points. So this is uh, coming up on the, on the last question. And so again, another question I ask all of our, our guests is two thirds of businesses fail within the first two years. If you're looking to start a new business, what is one or two things or even a string of things that you could do to make sure that you can make that third year in business and, and look for long-term success. Man, I sound like a broken uh, record, but I think um, hiring the professionals, getting the help, there's help out there. If you don't have the money, there are resources out there that don't cost a lot of money. So, so get your tribe, get your support system, get the help. Hire it if you can afford to. If not, go talk to some places like the SBA West score. You can get business mentors. There's so much stuff out there. And then um, I would I would say pay attention to your accounting. Pay attention to the books, pay attention to the numbers, because nine times out of ten, the reason businesses have problems, it the numbers tell you well before you have to close down the shop. So pay attention to those numbers because there's so many factors as to why businesses fail, but the the story about how they get there is in the numbers, and and the numbers can help you make an adjustment in course and be super successful. 
That's a great answer. I love that. So, uh, Amanda, thank you so much uh, for being a guest and taking your time and sharing your story and your expertise and your knowledge. Uh, how can our audience get in touch with you if they have questions about accounting um, or want to know more about what you do? Well, we'd love to hear from you. So we, we have a number of things that we do. You can check out our website at www.businesssolutionsbydesign.com. You can email in at info at businesssolutionsbydesign.com. Um, on our website, we have uh, weekly blogs that we write. I also do a video blog, so you can watch me do that. We have a newsletter, and we have all kinds of resources coming out. So if you subscribe to our newsletter or watch uh, any of our blogs, it's all about value, and it's all about helping you. If we can work together, that's great. If not, find out how we can help you. That'd be great. That's awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, everyone, if you have questions, please contact Amanda. She'll be able to help you out. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about the 12th annual B2B Expo hosted and produced by our name sponsor, Exhibit. This year, it is going to be on April 23rd, 2019 from 4 to 8 p.m. That is the main event. Before that, they have round tables from 2 to 3.45 p.m. Now, if you've been to this event, you know the value of it. There is a ton of great networking opportunities. And if you have not been to this event, you really should consider attending. You could RSVP now to save. Additionally, if you're interested in getting involved in sponsoring, they have diamond sponsorships available as well as platinum sponsors. So you want to contact them if you're interested in that. You could also choose to exhibit and promote your business and get a ton of positive exposure from nearly a thousand people. I, I bet I would venture that they're going to cross a thousand visitors uh, this year. I've been to the two previous ones. I've had a blast at each one and I've made a boatload of contacts in the community and even gotten several leads off of them and both years. So this is a very good event to go. It, it, again, it is on April 23rd, 2019 at the Isleta Resort and Casino. For more information, you could go to the B2B website, which is b2bxmonm.com. You could also call 505-828-0574 or toll free 1-877-964-1965. So again, you're going to want to attend or be a part of the B2B Expo this year. It's the 12th year they're doing it. A great networking event. It is the Cat Miss event of the year here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We will see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the 505 Success Podcast, the business leaders of New Mexico brought to you by Exhibit. Please join us next week for a new episode with someone else on how they've grown success in their business and how you can do it too.